0: The Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Shauna Theriot. Did I get that right? You did. Man, I nailed it. Totally. Yeah. You've only known me
1: for over six years. Finally, you know how to say. Finally, hey
0: man, when you grow up in the in the sticks, that's kind of what happens. You you learn to talk last. (laughs) I was chopping wood before I could talk. How about that? Anyway, uh, here Sounds also... Sounds like child with, labor laws to me. No, it didn't get paid anything, so it's not a job. <laughs> so right? you couldn't contribute to That's, an IRA. I got to warm by the fire. <laughs> all right, here with uh, Jennifer Thomas as well. Two CFPs telling us all the brilliance of financial planning. Thank you both. I was almost to say guys, and we've talked about lady stuff. and you, right. you might get offended at that. I might. All right, so I didn't say it just for the record, That's so you good. know. <laughs> but before we get into uh, to all of that, let's... Uh, Throw out how you can get in touch with us to ask your own questions. Uh, we have a question hotline. Uh, the number is 1 855 429 9166. You can call that number, leave your question uh, recorded, and then we would uh, play it on the air and answer the question behind it. If you want to talk to a person, you can call 770 429 9166. You can also email us at hensler.com. That's spelled H E N S S L E R dot com you can go to our website again h-e-n-s-s-l-e-r uh and find multiple ways just to get in touch with us so uh we've got questions this week we'll start off with this one from robin from woodstock she says uh how do i generate earned income for my one-year-old child so that i can legally contribute to an ira for them so uh, first of all Is it even reasonable to contribute to an IRA for your children in one years old? Well,
1: you can contribute um, to an IRA for your children if they have earned income. Now, a one-year-old, it's going to be very difficult for them to have earned income. The only way that I can think of is if they're a baby model.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so if you had a business and, yes. and you hired them as uh-huh. some part of an advertisement yes. or something, or if they you were actually a it.
1: baby model with some, Somebody you know, else, magazine or whatever, yeah. sure. and they got a W-2, um, they have to have uh, legitimate work and they have to be paid a reasonable wage, especially if you're doing, if you're paying them yourself. Um, so if you're doing that and it needs to be tracked, um, you can't pay, like if they're 10 years old and they're sweeping the floors of your office, you can't pay them a thousand dollars an hour to do this. You know, it has to be a reasonable wage for the work that they're doing,
0: um, but a but, model it seems like you probably could do right. that to get more <laughs> yes, money. Yes, <in. laughs>
1: yeah, but a one-year-old, you know, that's a little that's a little difficult. And and it's going to pop out at the IRS if your child is one and they're earning something, right. that's going to be something have for to them to report that, that income Yes. Too. Yes. Yeah. So, so I mean you want to I mean it's it's perfectly it's a great tool to use um for your children and to begin, you know, helping them save for their retirement at a very young age, we all know the compounding effect of having the money invested. Sure. Um, so that's a great thing, but you know, again, it does have to be reasonable and it has to be appropriate for their age, you know, sure. what they're doing. Um, she, um, you know, they ask about an IRA. Uh, my opinion is I would do a Roth. Absolutely. You
0: know. So it's going to grow it's tax going to grow tax you pay tax, you yeah. pay tax on the, the on income the earnings, initially. but
1: you have to think about they are they're most likely in the zero percent tax sure, bracket, yeah. so they don't have really any tax on that money anyway, then it's going to grow- tra- tax deferred and they're not taxed on it when it comes out yeah so it's a win win if you know if they
0: put it in a in a roth right absolutely so uh, um there's your answer, yes. But be careful.
1: It depends. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so since on. it's a tax yeah. question, it, the yeah. answer is it depends. <laughs> and Shauna is a CPA.
0: <laughs> She's the only one certified to say it depends. Uh, if you want the same answer, you can ask your attorney, and that's probably what they'll tell you, too. All right, we've got a question from Alan Millie from Duluth. Says, uh, our son has really enjoyed IMAX movies this summer. We were wondering if this is a stock we should buy for him. Uh, we try to get him involved as much as a 10 year old can be. Uh, when we invest his college funds, we know he's uh, getting a real kick out of owning shares of IMAX. Um, so, or we know he would get a real kick out of owning shares of IMAX. I'm glad to hear that uh, you haven't done it yet because I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the fundamentals, and then I think there's probably some questions here to d- to uh, discuss about uh, uh, the financial planning side of it. But uh, any time you can talk to your children about a company, investments, just as uh, Jennifer was saying earlier, uh, the compounding effect, the earlier you start, much better off you are. Um, but when it comes to IMAX, you know, the company started out as kind of... Uh, supplying these cool movie uh, uh, formats uh, and the software behind it, creating the movie itself and the the place in which it's it's uh, viewed uh, for science. Um, you know, so if you go to the to the uh, I want to say the zoo, I know that's not, not right. It's zoo. not the zoo, the museum. Farmium. Oh, yeah, the museum. If you go to the museum mm-hmm. or a planetarium, I've seen mm-hmm. them there. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you can see these movies, but now they're starting to get Hollywood. Uh, involved in it. It's, it's really cool to see the 3-D uh, effects the that they can theaters. have in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is their growth space. Uh, in fact, they're looking to grow. Uh, I think they just made a deal not long ago. Uh, for four IMAX cinemas in Russia. So they're, they're moving mm-hmm. outside the United States and that's really more where their growth is. Uh, you look at the company, expected to grow by 18% uh, over the next three to five years. So the trend should be around there. But if you look at what they've done over the last five years, the actual history, it's only been 2.73. Anytime uh, analysts call for a huge change from you know slow growth to a much faster growing, I, I tend to be a skeptic. Uh, if you look at the profitability of the company, EVA spread, something I like to look at, its return on invested capital minus the cash, uh, the 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 cost of the cash uh, in order to uh, run their operation, it's negative in this case, negative 7.86. Um, makes mm-hmm. me generally not a fan, not the best. Uh, uh, profitability. A little skeptical on the growth side. And you look at the valuation, 1.7 uh, for a PEG. The PEG ratio, PEG, in case you're wondering, is the forward price mm-hmm. to earnings ratio. Mm-hmm. So the way we get that is uh, current price divided divided by the projected earnings over the next year. Mm-hmm divided by the expected growth rate and earnings. So anytime it's above a one, uh, we look at it as a little bit pricey. Right now, it's hard to find uh, any stock that's, uh, that's priced around that one for a peg. Uh, very low on the debt, so it's, you know, not too bad there. But uh, um, all things considered, I'm just not a huge fan. Uh, it doesn't meet the Hensler financial criteria for uh, for investment based on financial strength and safety. But you could walk through that whole process with a child and tell them, you know, this is a cool thing to go see. The point is, is everything that's cool to go watch a good investment? And the answer is absolutely not. Uh, But trying to teach them as much as they'll pay attention because I got two kids and I'm a geek when it comes to finance and stocks and it's (laughs) very hard for me to get them to sit still. In fact, I've had them listen to this very radio show and I ask them, so what'd you think? My oldest daughter said one word boring. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) But take let's, offense let's, to that? <laughs> Are you kidding me? My girls me come too. to the office.
2: Mom, you're so lucky. You get free sodas all day long. Like, I don't even drink
0: soda. Yeah. When my kids come, I got a television in my office so I can so, watch CNBC. They uh, say, "Man, that's lucky. You get to watch TV all day." All day. day. That's yeah. all you do, Troy. Yeah. There's not much SpongeBob going on in my office. I, I would appreciate watching SpongeBob, but you know, it's it's not really tied to the job. So, let's let's talk about something else. They bring up a good point. They say that they want to invest this stock in their their, uh, portfolio for college. Yeah, their Mm -hmm. funds for college. And and I'm not so sure that that's the best way to do this. Do you guys have an opinion on really what we should do there?
1: Well, I mean, there's a couple of things. One, the the child is 10 years old. um, So he's within 10 years of going to school or you know college and you know we have our 10-year rule which is any money that you're going to need in the next 10 years should be in fixed income investments right any money that you're not going to need in the next 10 years should be in growth investments so we know that he's going to need at least two years of college money in the next 10 years Um, now the 10-year rule is is our core you know philosophy philosophy. and especially for retirement we you know hold that very strict rule um you know with college you can be somewhat flexible if you're willing if the market's down people tend to be more aggressive with the college money because if they may be able to pay if the market's down they can pay the difference out of cash flow or they can pay it out of cash flow and get the money you know out of the um investments later after they've recovered, Um, the child could borrow the money for college and then use that, you know, later on. So there's some different, you can't borrow for retirement, but you can certainly borrow for college. So that's
0: the big difference right there. Yes. Yes. The fact that you can borrow and and the money's readily available for college.
1: Uh So you want to, you know, that's something to take a look at. I mean, the other thing, it doesn't say how much they were planning on investing in this. I mean, obviously, I think if if they wanted to try to get the child interested and they wanted to buy, you know, a couple of shares. I have no problem with that.
2: Sure, yeah. But
1: if they're talking about investing in that stock and that's going to be the majority of the investments or a yeah. large portion of that, yeah. we never want you to see you own, you know, more than 10% in one company, preferably not more than 5% in one company. Right. Um, but, and, you know, but if it's not something that we would recommend investing in, but I understand sometimes you want to see things that they like.
0: Sure, absolutely. All right, uh, we've got another question we just as well dive on into, uh, we've got Leon from Smyrna says, I have a college graduate sitting on my couch. Is this normal for today's generation? Uh, he moves on to say my daughter's 24, sent her to a good school, has a poli sci degree. She's working for a very tiny law firm but she's not yet a paralegal and uh, they're paying her peanuts. Well, you gotta, gotta be upwardly mobile, right? Uh, It's good they have a a goal, it sounds like. Um, I get that she wants to go to grad school because her friends are doing it. However, I look at myself and at 22, I was a co-op at a firm working my way through my senior year at college. I busted my butt uh, to be the co-op the firm hired um, full-time upon graduation. I never moved back home. I got an apartment with a friend and we're uh we batched it. I guess we're bachelors until we got uh married at 26. Again, uh, is this normal for today's generation? Jennifer, you probably have more experience with the uh
1: oh, the, the millennial the, generation.
0: Graduate kids than We love any of the us millennial
1: here. generation. I have three millennials. There you go. Um now and and <laughs> I, I I would say that it is probably more normal for today's generation. It, this gen, or the millennial generation does tend to not um, move out of their parents' house and get out on their own as quickly um, as some of the generations in the past. Right. Um, now, in my case, my, uh, I have a 25-year-old daughter who has been on her own since she went to college. Um, she recently bought her first home home. Um, You know, so she's a little bit different. I have a 23-year-old son who also has his own place. Um, He doesn't own it, but he rents his own place, has a roommate, and has been out um, for a couple of years. So, uh, And I have a 20-year-old daughter who is in school but still lives at home. So, I mean, I've got a little bit of both. But, um, I mean, I do think it is more... um, prevalent these days. I think this generation, there's a lot of different aspects to them. They think differently. Um, You know, we we being, um, you know, the baby boomers and the Generation X, I mean, we were the kind of the go-getters. You've got a job. You had to work as hard as you can and accomplish everything that you needed to accomplish and get there. You know, we were in such a hurry to get there. And I think that um their this generation is more into social services and you know traveling and looking at things and you know
0: yeah experiences, experiences, over, experiences. over only assets right. and, you know, i mean it's just a nature. different
1: different thing you have to understand we had encyclopedias and you know what if you wanted to know something what did your parents say go look it up in the encyclopedia <laughs> i mean you know i mean these
2: What's children the have never
1: seen an encyclopedia yeah. and You know, we even learned that in this workforce, we have millennials that work for us, and, you know, we're used to just, like, just go figure it out. Well, you know, they want to be educated on how to go and figure it out. Mm -hmm. So it's a little – it is a challenge for this generation. But, no, I think that is perfectly um, normal for
2: that generation. Mm -hmm. Well, and,
1: you know, you've seen the statistics on the – um, the loan debts that they have from yes. school as well. So, I mean, they get well, out of school uh, and they have these huge loans and, it, you know, the payment on it's almost a house payment. So it's it's making it challenging for them to find places to live and afford to live.
0: Yeah, well, you mentioned a uh, loan. Uh, let's talk about college. If you look at the uh, statistics in 1975, one-fourth of young adults had a college degree. Less than one-fourth. Uh, yes, and and today more than one third hold a college degree, so it's it's not shouldn't be surprising that uh, the generation has more college, college
1: debt because more of them have gone. And college right. has gone up, you oh, know, extremely yeah, right. in price, and right. so you're talking about a huge amount of debt for a lot of kids. Yeah. And um, so the, you know they're trapped under that debt. They can't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, he, he doesn't say whether or not you know his daughter has. Um, college debt, but if if she does, I mean, that's an added burden on top of, um, you know, yeah, and just the normal cost of living.
0: Yep, absolutely, uh, and, and when you're talking about women, uh, it, it seems that... Uh Less than half of the workforce was uh, comprised of women back in seventy five right uh, now there's a lot more women that are that are actively working getting educations uh, so that's another one of those major uh, shifts in in uh, demographic right um, and I know folks hate to be. I, especially the millennials we have some that work with me directly and i mess with them all the time tell them if they uh if they don't start acting right i'm going to take away their beard and their jeep and they'd never be a millennial again uh, anyway the the uh the thing that uh that occurs to me though is uh, you know a lot of folks don't want to sit around and, and you can't really paint with that broad brush but when you look at the statistics uh the, the younger set today, the new entries into our uh, workforce, are definitely different yes. than uh, than previous generations.
1: Well, I mean, even even think about like when you were first out of school or you know just starting out in your you know adulthood, there wasn't a heck of a lot to to do. Right. I mean. You know, you look at all of the activities and the sporting events and the restaurants and the, you know, all of that. I mean, it was like a huge thing for us to, to go to dinner. Yes. Yeah. You know, or whatever. And I mean, like they have things planned all the time and all of that costs money. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: And uh, not to say that that's, you know, it's, it's a good and a bad thing, right? You know, um, they have to earn more to be able to do all those things and um, that they want to do.
0: Yeah. Right. I remember uh, when I was young. It's been a long time, but uh, I, I remember, you know, the best Back electronics I could, the best <laughs> electronics I had was a, a pager. Remember the pager days, Jennifer? Ah, uh, yes.
1: The best uh-huh. thing you
0: could get. Um, anyway, when I was, I made my my husband
1: remembered like only doctors had pagers, only the important people right. had pagers, so you must've right. been really important. No, I made no, my husband get a pager a when I was pregnant with Jesse, my <laughs> oldest daughter, but so that You know, if he was at work, I could get in touch with him. Or if he was not, you know, at home, I could page him.
0: Technology has moved quite quickly. It's crazy. Quite quickly. Uh, And you mentioned I'd never even thought about that. When I was 22 or three, I remember saving money to buy a set of encyclopedias. (laughs) and, And I never did it. And I can't remember why, but man, Aren't you I glad, glad <laughs> I didn't waste that money. The fact that you had to save money in order to buy. I, I bet you they'd be worth money now, though, because they're like No, arca- you can't give them ancient. away. No, you can't. You can't. No, because think about the Internet. You can go and find the absolutely True. most incorrect answer on everything you wanted to right on the Internet. Yeah, but it's almost like a <laughs> historical... <laughs> they're paperweights. Money <laughs> yeah, well, they're maybe. huge paperweights. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, food for the silverfish in your basement, probably more so. But uh, the thing of it is, it's it really has. Uh, we've changed a load in the last few years, and technology has, has been a wonderful thing. But at the same time, it makes us all think about things differently. And when mm-hmm. you talk about investments, many of the folks that are millennials today, the generation we're talking about, came of age during 2007, 2008. Watch the stock market. It's really difficult sometimes Mm-hmm-hmm. to have those conversations about getting them to take the amount of risk that's really reasonable for their young age and the time horizon they have for uh, for investment. So anyway, guys, yeah, we do love Millennials, Maybe we don't understand them fully, and uh, we know that they should not all be painted with the same brush. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, here we go, guys. Uh, coming down to the wire, we always ask the same question. Jennifer, mark it up or down? Up. Absolutely. Okay, Shauna, this is your time to shine? Flat. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs>
1: Just because I he was – it's review real.
0: time.
2: I'm trying to make him
0: happy. Oh, my. <laughs> you know me. I'm a broken record. Always mark it up. Uh, Statistically, it's going to be up. Honey Talks. You, uh, take care,